We there yet? We there yet? The podcast with Rich Kiamko. Ah, that's me. (laughs) Okay, hi, we're here and we're live in New York City with a WTY podcast. We there yet? I'm here in New York with the Emma William comedian and host Thank of the Check Spotter Series yes. XM. Correct. So exciting. So now how so not everyone out there listening has Series XM, but it's like global. It's this global satellite yes. uh, system. Yep. So how what's the story with Check Spot and how did you get it? Um, the, basically, the premise of the show is we t- in comedy when you're starting out. There's in New York at least they didn't. I don't think they have this in other places. But you there's something called a check spot at a club, and it's a way for new comics to get time in front of a live audience at a club. But maybe it's before they have like the credits or whatever to be in the regular rotation. So the check spot show on Sirius is. It was it can't was the idea was from the producer Aaron Hodges. Um, it's basically people who have an album that is not in rotation on Sirius. They submit it to us. We'll kind of like a team of people listen to it, and if they're digging it, then we'll put it on the show. We feature three albums a show plus one like main interview. Some of the shows have had a couple interviews, but one main interview always, and then from there it goes into rotation on Sirius XM. But it came, the show came into being because I think I did. Caroline's um, does a New York's Funniest and all the when you are in the top 10 of that you get to be a guest on a really popular Sirius XM show called Bennington and so I got to that was the first time I went in over there my schedule didn't line up so I didn't get to go with the other people in um, New York's Funniest so I got to go in on my own so I met them there and then I did the South Beach Comedy Festival I saw them again there and then I saw them at Just for Laughs so I kept just running into the Sirius XM people and uh, then Aaron, the pr- guy who came up with it, was like, are you interested in this? We shot a couple, we shot a test episode, pitched it to the vice president of programming, and then kind of took it from there. And then now I'm, I'm trying to get something that would be like a weekly thing with them, but that show is just monthly. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Sirius has been going through a lot of restructuring just in the last, God, like the last six months. There was like a, there was a, yeah. I didn't even know. Oh, you didn't know? No, yeah, I had like, no idea. Well, there used to be a gay channel, and that's yeah. the dispersed. I mean, the people have sort of migrated to other places. Nice. But now it's uh, like the main political news reporter, Mike, Michelangelo Signorelli, has moved to the regular progressive channel. Nice. Like he's like a, assimilated the gay, the gay channel people. But n- the others have not. I mean, they're in other universes. But so it's exciting. I mean, you're obviously yourself yeah. on the I mean show. that had literally like nothing to do I would have want I wouldn't I, I don't think I, I actually probably wouldn't have even taken an offer to do a gay show just because I don't think that would be good branding for me right now but so it was it was like never even like part of the discussion which I think is like good progress you know what I mean right right and I almost my own like internalized it wasn't not internalized homophobia but must have been internalized sexism we had in a, an episode and it, we featured all women on it and I was like I was like, uh-oh, it's all women. Like, uh-oh, is that going to be a problem? And I brought it up, and they were like, hey, we weren't even, we didn't even no- notice that. It's all straight guys working on it. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, <laughs> they're like, why are yeah. you being so weird? I was the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I felt bad about it, and I felt weird, but I don't know if it's like when you're the minority in a situation, you're so overly aware and sensitive that then right. almost it was making me sexist or whatever it is. No, it was but, really weird. But I weird. feel like I do the same thing where I'm like, don't get too Asian, don't get too gay, yeah. don't pull out the brown stuff right up front. Right. You know, or like, okay, I have to deal with the fact that they can tell I'm brown, but right. I don't have to pull out the rainbow until right. later. Or just like, let's just work with these people. Right. It's like, let's, let's, let's integrate. Let's just get across the bridge. Yes. To the uh, to the mainstream world. Because it would have, I guess it would have been, yeah, the equivalent of, you know, you're doing a show that is just general radio and then you've had three Asian guests and all the straight white guys weren't even blinking an eye and then you said, oh, this is a lot of Asians on this show. Right, and they'd right. go, okay, Rich, does that, is that a... <laughs> yes, do they all have problem. different... Con- they were Because they were like, oh, all three women are very different though. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, so is that a problem for right, you? And I was right. like, no, I didn't know. Is it a problem for you? And yeah, they were like, right, right. we weren't even... We didn't even notice. And I was well, like, I, but back in... I remember in 2003, 2004, I was shooting an episode of Queer Eye. This is, but this is a long time ago. This Love back, that show. This is back when gay marriage was a wedge issue and it was right. like the whole... You know, that kind of sank 
some politicians and now it's like you want to be supportive you don't want right to but they were shooting an episode where i was on but then there was the straight guy that they were uh doing a makeover he was also asian but he was korean mm. but they were like uh and you're doing i was showing them demonstrating like time massage how to like relax your girlfriend and right. giving him sort of like a, a life skill right from a gay guy and but they're like oh it's confusing because like you know you're filipino but you're teaching him time but he's korean but the audience are they good and we're like i'm like relax just right <laughs> just relax guys it's, america will be fine right but they were also like oh maybe we should shoot it with a white guy so that you're right an age so we don't make it look like asians are trying to help other you know right like, <laughs> white people can't help asians only asians can help you know their people are banding together to just help each other right like, right no i'm just just part of the show right right but, yeah like love hyper. queer eye for the straight guy <laughs> so now do you as a comic i mean you're obviously openly gay yes have you had situations that are weird where bookers are like or you know I, oh i got a great example for you so recently because i'll open for carly from girl code on the road and she's doing like all the big clubs carly aquino uh, yeah uh, uh, girl, girl code. code she used to have the red hair now she's got blonde hair um and she's, you know, she's awesome. But there was this one club that we were supposed to do. And then we have the same manager now. And he was like, we have the same manager. But when you're in comedy and you're doing clubs, you go, you don't do it through a manager. You go through a booking and touring guy. So we do not have the same for that. So she, he, the manager was like, hey, I'm having trouble um, getting back from the booking and touring guy. It seems like the club's being a little bit weird about something. And I just kind of thought, I was like, what does it mean they're being weird? Usually it's like they're saying yes or no or it's not the term they're being weird just seemed weird to me right and in my head i was like i wonder if something homophobic is happening but no one was really giving me any answers and they were like just take it off your schedule that show isn't happening and i was like it's not happening for me which would have been fine where the, oh they already have an opener so many things could be the case but it was just so drawn out and awkward i just knew something weird was going on like you just know right, right. and then they were like, no, she's not doing the show. I was like, she pulled out of the show. It's only like two weeks away. And they're like, yep, it's just not happening. So no one was really giving me any clear answers except for they, it sounded like the booker at the club said, who's a, said something to the booking and touring agent who then trickled it down to Carly. But in my heart, I was just like, I know something homophobic is going on. And I called a friend and she was like, eh, I think you're being paranoid. So then I ran into Mateo. I ran into another gay comic at... Um, I ran into another uh, gay comedian and we were just comparing notes and he was like, you know, trust your heart on stuff. And then basically it did turn out that this club booker was being really homophobic, thinking that they were getting away with saying it to like other straight people. But because Carly's like a great person and an ally, she just pulled all the shows. And then I nice. felt awful and was like, oh, I feel so bad. I don't want to put you in that position. And she was like, you didn't. Um, he put us in that position. And I was like, yeah, that's uh, the right person thing to say, of course. Right, right. But still, right. I, it wouldn't happen if I wasn't there. And right, she was like, right, right. Get over yourself. <laughs> right. But that's the thing. It's She's like, right. You but know. we want to let allies stand up for us, too. Like, we, right. we're so used to fighting it alone. And then when there's an ally. And she like, didn't even tell me. What a classy individual. She didn't even tell me. She was like, oh, I didn't want you to. She didn't even really want me to know because it's like, what good is it going to do to me? Just make me upset. But right. I pieced it together. I was like, right, oh, right, I know. Right. I know. <laughs> I already knew. And then right. she was like, well, you know, you got to let it go now. Right. <laughs> and right. I was like, I, I, I kind of, you know, festered on it for a while. But and then, you know, it is what it is. So, right. yeah, I mean, definitely. It's still, it's still, you know, this is. 2016 i mean trump could be president i mean anything be, on either side of the spectrum is possible you know what i mean like yeah made progress how crazy is but that there's still shit like you know build a wall ban all right. muslims you know like don't pee in this bathroom bullshit it's just all kinds right. of stuff i mean i i had i won't name the club but i you know i auditioned for this guy he's like hey you know i think you're really funny blah, i know blah, exactly blah. where this is now <laughs> know, but but he uh he's like you're funny I didn't expect that thing with your older partner, but you know, people right. say they're okay with the gay thing, but they're not. Right. But, uh, but I, I like you. You're funny. I'll pass you, but just, um, stay off the gay stuff. Right. And, and then did he like, give you spots? Oh shit. But then it's like, I get these late spots and then right. like, they don't spell my name. I'm like, okay, I get you. Not, but I mean, I, I, right. I give you my, you, you know, right. I want to just bring stickers in. Kiyanko is actually not that hard to spell. No, is it? No. Let me see if I, and I'm very dyslexic. I'm, I'm like looking around the cheat actually, but <laughs> is it, it's K-I-M-A-C-O? K-I-A-M-C-O. K-I. See, and that, and I'm dyslexic, so I feel like K-I-A-M-C-O. Yeah, yeah. yeah, after two times, that's something you should get. Yeah, but, but it's just, people just kind of, you know, but I, I understand, like I was in Hawaii 
and it was the first time I'd been in, in a place in the United States where I'm like, oh shit, my name is easy because there's these, right. uh, you know, Lupulu, Waka Waka Waka, right. an, an, yeah. Haniak, an, you know, Avenue. You know, right. you're like, like, that's oh, your nickname? Yeah. Hey, that's, that's the street? What the How hell? long is this sign? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I could not tell people what street my hotel was on because I'm right. like, uh, Queen, King Kamehameha. Oh, right. Oh shit! Which one was it? I mean, I yeah. start, and I'm like, oh, is that what my name looks like to people? No, probably, you know. But I'm thinking they have the same right. panic where they just yell out cameo, kimono. Right. Like they just can't. They panic and they just yell something. And it, you start to understand like why we have those like ridiculous abbreviated names for people where you meet someone and they're like, oh, like what's your name? And they're like, Deborah. And you're like, your name's Deborah. You, uh, you sure it's Deborah? Deb Cat. Right. <laughs> like just. <laughs> Alpen. Clearly, just some name, Alpen. some yeah. person slapped on them just so they didn't have to try to actually pronounce their real name. Right. But I've had that before, and they've been like, "Well, what's your real name?" And then they'll say their real name, and I'm like, "Oh, Deborah it is." Like I can't, <laughs> yeah. I right. can't pronounce right. that right. at all. Exactly. But exactly. you want to make the effort. The effort. It's all in the effort. If someone right. tries. It's intention. Intention. Yeah. What are the intentions? I'm supposed to like, yeah, yeah. I'll call you, you know, right. Lisa. Right. Just Lisa. Right. Now. Like, oh. Or, if ching, someone has entitlement. Ching chong, ching chong. You know, right. like some bullshit like right. that. You're like, Didn't Rosie O'Donnell get in trouble oh for doing something God. like that? Oh, my God. She was she was doing some riff, and I understand what happened, but I'm like, oh, you just can't. What did she do? She said something like, uh, I don't know. She said something like, so-and-so, so-and-so, ching chong, ching chong, so-and-so. So-and-so. You know, like, oh. Right. It's so tough because it's like, maybe she was really tired. Who knows? Right. But it's also, don't you know, that, if yeah. I just said, wah, 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 you know, but it doesn't sound racist. It just sounds right. like. Snoopy or right. peanuts, but I right. could say those white people, wah, 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 you know, right. privilege, true privilege, privilege, entitlement, t- trust right. fund, you know, like, right, you know, right, boys club, you know, like. which also is okay too because I feel like it's always okay if you're making fun up a little bit, also. Right. So uh, you can always tick up, but you can't right. kick down, right? So yeah, it just even it, like I was doing a uh, a Filipino history uh, historic society thing this last week. I was doing like, pride events, nice. Filipino events, and like a biker event, and the Filipino event. I made a joke about just like people not being able to tell if I'm like, what, am I Asian, am I Mexican? And the people were just, they just froze. It's like, I realized like you can't right. do a joke about, you can, but you're like, okay, let go. We're right. free. We're here in America now. We're in the state. But it's, there's a, there's a certain level of like, uh, right. if I'm in a room on the road with a bunch of white people, anything I say about race, they will laugh. But right. If it's brown people, they're like, mm, we can't laugh at it. No jokes about child labor in the Philippines right. in a Filipino <laughs> cultural event. It's like, clinch. too sensitive. Yeah. 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 Although it's the truth. I mean, we can't pretend it's not happening. Sure. Where do you think the clothes from the gap are coming from? Totally. Harvard grads aren't sitting around on their trust funds sewing them. Right. <laughs> but uh, anyway. So now, so back to. Um, uh, check spot. So that's a monthly. What when is mm-hmm. it on now? So people it's, can listen. Yep, it's the first Tuesday of every month at three p.m. and it's usually about an hour. East, yep, coast time. Three p.m. So East Coast time. Noon, LA time. Yes. Or is it, oh. Okay. Yep. And then it's also on demand. So if you miss it, then you can listen to it throughout the month on demand. If you ha- and it's on Raw Dog Channel Channel ninety nine. And this month is the one we have with the three women. We've got a partner on Sharla had a new album. Kendra Cunningham had oh, an album. Oh, partner on Sharla. Okay. Yep. And then. Wait, Kendra. Aparna, Kendra, and then we've got a couple submissions. Oh, from Kendra people. Cunningham from Boston. Yep, she's got a new album, or I think it's her first album. And then we had Steph Tolov, who's a comic from Canada, who now lives in LA. She came and did an interview, but her album was on the first show. So we don't know. We'll probably play cuts from her album. Okay. And then the next show is going to be a live. We're doing a live show at New York Comedy Club. Okay, because Aparna is going to be, she's like one of the top. One of the ten comics to watch at Montreal this yeah variety yeah so it'll be interesting to see I'm, I'll be there the whole week hope that nice. I'll be grabbing people interviewing them totally or just hanging out it was, I mean I, I missed you. I was at the wrong I, last year you were at New Faces yeah I did the New Faces so I remember I had because you don't I didn't have the lit I just knew like right. and you also don't know like there's a whole secret of thing you can't announce you're going to be there right, right? Like I you, think they officially announce it the week before everyone goes I think that's what it right. is yeah so I didn't I had already bought my pass I'm like oh, right. I, I want to see all the new faces and you know but they, they had booked some at the same time which is weird right like, why would you put two new faces on the same did they have that it was well, a, I think it was unwrapped new faces or maybe they were so close to each like one was I mean you probably had air conditioning in yours the one I went to unwrapped oh, no air conditioning you're talking about the Friday night yeah. that was the same time wrapped and unwrapped were the same right. time so I was like how the, are we supposed to see the new faces the Wednesday one they did it at different times right so the first main showcase that most industry goes to is on the Wednesday yeah and the Friday one's more like with real people needless to say the Friday one I had 8,010,052 
billion times percent more fun than the Wednesday show. Right. The right. Wednesday show is just, especially when you're on the rep showcase, it's like the whole audience is basically agents, agents, assistants, all watching their person go against other people that are not rep by their competition. So it's not a fun, friendly situation. Right. How, how was all. it? Did you feel like it was fine? Loose? No, uh, I did not feel loose at all. It yeah. did not. Feel, and you know, my manager at the time, right before I went on, he was like, you know, if you want your, I don't, it was Barry Katz and I don't do a Barry Katz impression, but he was like, if you want your life to change, you know, now is the moment. So I just became <laughs> Thank para- you. Yeah, paralyzed. Thank you. Thank you for paralyzed. putting that in there. If it's yeah. just like, let of it go. Of all the things to say, I felt. just another show. And I was like, you know I want my life to change. I was like, I want everything. I want every single thing. Of course I want my life to change. He's like, Montreal, yeah, this is it. Montreal Just for Laughs is the world's largest comedy festival and it's in montreal the last three weeks of july and it's awesome just there's like 200 shows you know yeah i mean it's like great there's like five lincoln centers happening at the same time and all these other little clubs there's all sorts of stuff happening i mean you it's like comedy global immersion totally i got to see sebastian Maniscalco. that was my favorite part of the whole festival seeing him was just so fun to watch him perform in the little theater sorry at a little theater so fun it's a really tight really tight little theater it was like all italian people because he goes he was like italians here and then the whole place exploded Exploded, so right right. i felt like i was kind of like spying on like an occult you know cultural (laughs) moment the italian cult and it was so cool it was just so funny to watch and that was fun yeah. That was fun. I would say actually any kind of showcasing is not the most fun thing. At least for me, I find. But and it's well, a great It's also you know, nerve wracking because you're Yeah. I went to see I mean so the one while you were up, I was watching the I mean because I, I didn't know who was where. Right. And I think Unwrap's probably more fun to watch anyway. I'm just gonna yeah, throw that out there. I mean, maybe, but there was no air conditioning. That is brutal. I was like, we're, that in, is a, brutal. we're in a black box on the second floor. The second floor, the roof is the roof of the room. So it's freaking hot this is montreal so there's no air conditioning it never gets that hot so they don't have like hardcore right. new york city air conditioning you could like store meat you know and ice skate in a room so i'm already like trying not to pass out and i'm trying to watch people and i'm like all excited for them at the same time, i'm like oh my god I'm, I'm literally that's not good nodding off and i'm like how's the audience i mean you could see the audience everyone's like kind of dying like dying because it's so it's like you feel like the light's are actually cooler than the room. Totally. <laughs> just, so I remember stepping after it was done. As soon as it was done, I had to just get out. I think I even left before it was over because I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass out. Right. I'm really, like, I saw a couple people, people that I'm like, oh, that was great. I saw so, you know, um, oh god. Were the comics like making tons of comments about the heat? No, they, they were sticking they, to their they set. They really stayed to their set. Oh, good for them. Because it's tricky. You can get, you know, you only have so much time. Right. You don't want to get distracted and go on a riff and then go, shit, I can't do my right. set. Totally. You know, so... Good for them. That was the so, professional move. Yeah, so I was happy. At least I'm like, okay, they're doing their sets. They're, yeah. They're not totally... They might make one comment about the heat, but they're just going to... I mean, what are you going to do? The audience is feeling it too. You can't be right. like, okay, everyone, we hate this. You right. Know? <laughs> <laughs> you guys miserable? It's, it's hard when you can't call out an elephant in the room, but... Right, you know, you got to do what right. you got to do. I mean, I saw, I saw Dave Chappelle. Amazing! I would have loved to see that. And and uh, and Michael Che opened opened. Oh, for him. that's great! So that was amazing. I mean, that was also like like their Lincoln Center. Right, of, it was enormous. Wow! I did see Todd Glass, and I'm like rooting for him. Like he's now openly, and he like tough set. They fucked up. His Wait, sound I think cue. I heard about that actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure everyone did. He they fucked up his sound cue, so he said, "Okay, take it, take it again." But, you know, and, and it's it's shot live, but you can edit it out. Right. And he was so pissed, his head just spun out. And I'm like, really? They fucked up another thing. He's like, oh, okay, cut, cut, cut that out. Like, we'll do this. And then, like, I'm like, it no. It got weird. I'm like, no, no, keep going. Just, like, shake it off. Right. Run back. Like, take a shower emotionally and come in fresh. Totally. But it could. It just, like, it just got dark. I'm like, oh, fuck. Damn it. Oh, he's not going to use it. Because he just kind of got, you know. But I know that feeling. Yeah, like, I know that feeling, when too. When you're there. Like I did some fa- I know, San Diego festival, it's, but the principle was just, oh, Rich, so this so and so from the local channel, and this is so and so who books blah 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 and blah blah blah. Okay, so guys, you know, all, this is the main issue. She got impressed. I'm like, fuck, you know, I crushed the, the night before because right. I didn't care. There's no one here. Fuck you. I, I, I tried to offer to fuck three people in the audience. I mean, right. I didn't care. <laughs> I was so like so free. Right. You know, we're normally I'd be like, I'd never even like be aggressive in that right. manner because I'm just like, okay, don't freak out the audience. I'm like, no, you were all doing it. I don't care what team you're on now. Right. As soon as I'm done with my set, <laughs> I just, whatever I did was just like, and the audience went crazy because I was free. Yeah. But then once you saw, and I, and I heard that and it really, I don't know, what do you do now when you're in that situation? Are you able to go, okay, let's, let's just forget, drop it. 
Are you able to... Like, if something really bothers me? Well, yeah. Or if it's like, the, you know, the quote-unquote stakes are high. Are you able to... Because I think it's a, pro, it's, a, it's a journey and like we always have another audition or something that's right. a big thing. And I feel like now I'm better. Like I'm more in my body now than I ever... I mean, sometimes I have these big casting people and I go in and do it. I'm like, and I don't necessarily get it, but I'm having fun and they talk yeah. to me. So I'm like, okay, I might not be what they're looking for, but I had a great audition. Right. But I'm not like, oh my God, oh my God, they were on screen. Right. And I'm not in my head. Like, I'm just like, let's be here. What, what am I doing for this? Whatever. Which this is the thing. best thing you can do. I think it, it goes back and forth because one thing that was great about Montreal is I was so nervous at that. It made other things seem a little bit less intimidating. Like I actually, I had an audition at the cellar and how that is, is it's five minutes on a Friday at 1130. And I did that and passed and awesome. got in the rotation there, which is great. And I wasn't that nervous for the audition because I think one thing about Montreal, it's like, you know, nothing is everything, but everything is something. So for me, I had built up Montreal so much and then I, nothing really happened for me from it at all. Besides me, like replaying the set nine million times in my head, like stricken with anxiety, like, right. ah, so because you always, I mean, you they you kind of pitch it to yourself like, oh, I just got to get this thing with Montreal, and then you know you are like, and then you know doves come out, and you're like <laughs> teleported to Narnia, and everything good happens. Right. It just doesn't work like that. So I was like, well, whether no matter what happens with this seller audition, I'm going to keep on going. So let's, or I mean, you know, of course, everyone has goes back and forth with that sometimes. But I was like, no matter what happens here, nothing is like the end of everything. So that made me more comfortable for that. But then I I had a showcase for some. St- stupid thing that like literally is some minuscule thing and right before i went on at that the i don't know what it was i i kind of got tight and then i wasn't loose and then i just like switched everything around and had a bad set because i got nervous so it's just so hard with stand-up because it can be very like show to show and then there's the open variable of the audience right so that's like a tricky and if you're That's trying to shoot tough. something and the audience is tight, you're like, right. fuck. Or for me, it'll be also if I know people, like if there's someone, like some the showcase that I did where I was like, what the fuck was that? Was someone had come to watch me. Oh, and I was like, ah, damn it. But, uh, and then that same person came to watch me at this other thing and then I felt like, Ugh tight so about that. So when you, they came to watch you, you didn't feel like you were in your zone either. No. See, because sometimes I feel like I don't want to know people are, yeah. are, there, are just like okay and i just like i did something last year and i just completely blocked out everything that was involved with it just right. so that i'm like i don't care and i literally forgot like i literally and it wasn't until like a year later kind of like so i was in agreement with this person like oh yeah i'm the executive producer like, oh my god and you're like i right. didn't know but if i hadn't i probably would have fucked up the whole thing i was sh- shooting because right. i'd be like oh it's so watching this hey like me and right like you can't be like yeah, every Free. moment you're just, it's kind of like if there was like a, a heat chart, I'll think of it like this. You want to think of everyone, it's just kind of like the same amount of heat, but if there's someone you know and you're thinking about the audience, you're not thinking about the whole audience as a heat chart. It's just literally that little dot. It's like beep, 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 beep. <laughs> right. And all your attention is just kind of gravitated like, towards that. It's like a predator. Exactly. And, like, boop, boop, and they could be the nicest person in the world, just smiling, waving, I'm here for you, I'm rooting for you. But if they... If there's anything rested on anything, then you... And it's a trust thing, too. I think it's about, like, trusting that no matter how something goes, if someone is working with you, then they're going to keep on working with you or whatever it is, or they might or they might not, and no one knows what's going on. Right, and it doesn't... This person isn't everything. It's just one of the people in the journey. I mean, I always have to remind myself, because sometimes I get... I don't know, I just... Right. like, oh, man. Yesterday, what was the difference? It's it's the inside job. It's always an inside job, because... There's always going to be something outside we can get caught up in. Totally. You know? It's a process. So what what got you started? Like, what was the moment? Because you came from Boston, right? Yeah, I came from ba- Boston. Or, well, you're from Maine. I'm from Maine, but I started comedy in Boston. I tried to uh, invent something, and then the product prototype failed, so I was really bummed out, and I went to a comedy show, and but I got interested in you were inventing in something, not comedy, just inventing a product. Yeah, I, tried, I had a patent on a product called uh, the Granny Grip, and then another one called Stop the Scuff. So, though, But I had been interested in entertainment, like I interned at a recording studio, so I was always interested in like words as a product and like how something, you take something and you know, the concept of a person and then market that into like a bigger thing. So I was always interested in that and I studied marketing in college and then I ended up going to grad school for media studies. 
So, but when I was in grad school, the whole time I was doing, like I would leave and go to open mics and all that stuff. So, but the real tipping scale was I had a day job doing like telemarketing. So I'm always getting rejected. Telemarketing because everyone treats you like shit. So oh I'm doing God. that and I graduated and done great in school, but I took this shitty, shitty job because I was like, whatever, I'm going to invent something. It's going to pop off. So I was doing this telemarketing, getting rejected for that, you know, doing, I did telemarketing for some kind of political fundraising. And then I also did fundraising for the Special Olympics. Now that's an easy sell. <gasps> you want to get, no one is nicer to you because either they're going to donate or they're so appreciative of you calling. So that was actually... <laughs> That was nice. Doing telemarketing for the Special Olympics was glorious. But I also was doing it for other things. So it was like, oh my God. you know, you just get a high volume Do you of want to subscribe to this magazine? Fuck you. Exactly. Kill yourself. I'm like, what about donating to the Special Olympics? I'm like, oh, bless you. I'm like, I know, I know. Thank you. Thank you. Even though it's just literally the client that I was telemarketing for. But right when that was happening, I think I was working on the uh, patent for maybe six months. And then that didn't end up working and I got laid off. It was right when the economy crashed and then I was like, well, I got to reevaluate everything and I went and watched, uh, I went to a party and someone was doing comedy at the party in a oh. corner eating it. The audience was being so, not audience because people were trying to go to a party and then someone was in a corner telling jokes. Oh my God. And she was really funny but the, they were just, I mean, it was literally like they were just trying to, we've all, now I have done those shows myself. Couldn't have been a worse setup for this poor person. No light on her. Literally oh just God. with a little karaoke type setup no. in a corner. No. In the dark, no. in a basement in Arlington, Massachusetts. And my friend there was there, he's like, I'm trying to talk to this girl. And that fucking person over there is talking. And I was like, what is she doing anyway? And then I went over and I kind of listened to her and I was like, oh, that's funny. And then she was like, yeah, I'm trying to do stand-up comedy. This just is not a good place for it and i was like oh, i see well where can i go watch more of this and then she gave me the info for the comedy studio and i started going to watch there <laughs> so crazy where can i go where this actually works yeah i was like is there a place where what this happened is to that girl you know i she moved to um it's funny she moved to it's her name's alana eisner and she moved to she was in boston then she moved to new york and then i think she is in portland oregon now because i did a festival in, i did bridgetown bridgetown and, yeah yeah yeah, that was fine. Oh my you know, God. so that's there's how you a lot started. of festival. Right, that's right, right. So then, and then you came to New York because I remember meet, running into you in New York, and I think it was the Lantern. Like, yeah, you used basement. to do the open mic at the Lantern all the time when I was in grad school. I would right. do that mic all like, like the four o'clock. Yeah, I was at right. The new it school, was this weird, which like, is close to there. Four o'clock mic. Yep. It's like five five bros, and then yep. you and me. Yep. <laughs> Just five bros so about brutal. to fight. Five yeah. bros about to have another dude. Things fight. are tense. Yeah. It's like they're fighting. I'm like, you guys. None of us matter. Right. Well, this argument means nothing. It's no, real. It's an impossible situation to even try in. But yeah. There we were. Fucking chasing the dream. Yeah. Four o'clock. But so I was in New York for two years and then I went back to Boston for one year and I took a full year off, which was great. It's like the best year of my life. And then I came back about three and a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But when I took the time off, it was like I was doing like... Just like running around doing like mics and bar shows and stuff. And then I just, but I was so burnt out with that and grad school that I was like, I got to give myself a chance to try to do something else. So I went back and I, uh, I sold educational travel and like, I just kind of like tried to be really normal and not involved in entertainment. And it was a really, it was a nice year. Yeah. Really nice. You sort of you cleansed your palate. You had cleansed, this, like, this yeah. psychic purge. Right. It was nice. Business. And I didn't even know if I would I didn't know if I would ever come back to it. And I came back and when I did move back to New York, I got laid off and then I was on unemployment. I was like, Oh my god, this is like perfect timing and so I stayed on unemployment in Boston, even though I moved back to New York and I was and I interned at a Yeah, and I interned at a production studio. I killed somebody. No, and I interned at a production studio. And I was, I was like, what do I want to do? I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I tried getting an internship at talent agencies. So I was like, maybe I want to be a talent agent. And I remember some nice comics, like Jamie Lee referred me to whoever she was with at Gersh. My cousin was at APA at the time. He was like, I'll help you get in at the mailroom at APA. You know, I was applying for all these talent agents. I had a graduate degree and I couldn't get an internship at these talent agencies. So if I had, I bet I would have maybe done that. But I couldn't get an internship. Couldn't get an internship at one. So wow, an unpaid internship. Unpaid internship. Because I was like, this is perfect. I can get an unpaid internship because I'm on unemployment. Like, this is great. I kept on having to go back to Boston and be like, oh, I just can't find a goddamn job. And they were like, why? <laughs> la, 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 la. I'm not speaking. I know and you know what one of the unemployment people said to me in Boston? You'll get a kick out of this. He goes, did anyone ever tell you you kind of look like Ellen? A heterosexual Ellen, of course. And I was like, oh. <laughs> 
And I was like, no, no one has ever told me that. <laughs> that cracked me up. I was like, no, buddy. <laughs> you're the one and only. Ellen, sure. But yeah, no one's ever had that spin on No one's me. ever thought, God, you're extremely heterosexual. Yeah, you're, you're like a heterosexual Ellen. I was like, Your mm. voice is so heteronormative. Right. I was like... No, I had it. Whatever will help me stay in unemployment, though. So Your sure. voice has a bit of a softball edge. Right. I yeah. think that's a kind term. <laughs> I sound almost like a guy. Like, I was like, yeah, no, no one has said that before. But he said that, and that always cracked me up. And I was like, um. It is funny. Like, I realized I was at the, I was at the, uh, whatever, some, in some office situation. I was giving forms to the thing. And the woman's like, and I think I said, oh, yeah, my girlfriend, blah, blah. And I realized she's thinking when i say girlfriend like right like before i had my quote-unquote wife right she's no and i'm like and i didn't want to like back like right sort of, oh my girlfriend i mean like hey girl not yeah, like I didn't have to clarify, in the kitchen or whatever she, yeah. turned, her, she shifted her look at me then she was like oh right and i'm like oh uh, oh oh you're a chicken. right uh, uh, right uh, but i'm wearing two kinds of blue right my sh- uh, i'm so well matched yeah uh, i oh maybe well, I take care of myself. Is my hair bad? Like, do, people, do gay, just, guy, do gay just, guys get offended if someone thinks they're a straight guy? No. No, yeah. No, I mean, I guess you... I don't know. I mean, there's such a whole fetishization of, like, straight acting. Right. Like, every gay profile on a cruise thing. There's no one saying, please be as flamboyant as possible. It's like, See, I would be like straight that. acting and don't be... You know, some guys put in the profile. If you walk in and you open your mouth and a purse comes out... I'm fucking leaving. See, that's like so I would crazy. Want the, if I was a gay guy, I would want the biggest faggot on planet Earth, just like the twinkiest, most flamboyant little bitch. That's what I would want because I like, you know, I think I love submissive people. Like God, they make the world go around. Why is everyone right. so hard on the people? The people that bend over, thank God for them, because if it wasn't for them, you just have a bunch of angry tops like running around, <laughs> wanting to blow their brains out. The <laughs> bottoms are the best thing that ever happened to America. God <laughs> bless. <laughs> Because otherwise, what would I just don't understand? It boggles my mind that people act like that. Someone would like being more of a bottom is like so great. Like that's such a gift, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. that's so different from what I would want. That when someone is into that, I'm like, oh my god, great, thank God, right. you know? Right, right. I think it's tricky because there's also a, I think it's also a guy thing of just like dominance and like right. There's such a social value of dudes being like. Ugh. Yeah. Gonna kill that crush. That's why it. it's those little guys that take it that are the best. Thank God for them. Right. Well, they're, but they're also guys who are like, ah, I'm a dude, but I need you to fuck me in the ass. That's good, too. You know, but Whoever's getting fucked, I'm a big fan of you. <laughs> I love that. There's a lot of bottom shaming. Is That's there- great. No, don't bottom. I don't bottom. Sh- I want to. The bottom shaming, the bisexual shaming, I'm against all of that. I, those are my. I appreciate. Now, I in love. The, in, the, in the lesbian world, is there like bottom you know, shaming or like. Lipstick shaming or butch shaming? I think there's more bisexual shaming, probably. Uh, well, and women, there might be some butch is, shaming, too. I don't do know. Do women feel like you're just not fucking committing oh. to being a lesbian? See, I want a bisexual. If someone's a lesbian, then we're probably going to have problems. I can't do a lesbian, I don't think, because the way I like to have sex is almost exclusively where I'm role-playing that I'm a guy. Like The more I'm masculinized sexually, uh, uh. the happier I am. And lesbians, sometimes I have felt almost try to feminize me a little bit. I don't like that. Oh, they want to like they want to soften the edge a little. Right. I want some queer freak yeah just some fucking freak show just real i don't know how yeah that's i mean i don't know it's so complicated too because it's, you know some you want to connect with someone intellectually and spiritually and have them like motivate and inspire you and sex really isn't the most important thing a relationship only based on sex because i've done that a bunch before doesn't you have to also like their personality i know i'm right. not like breaking any ground here <laughs> But I was with someone whose personality I adored for a year. Just adored, like the funniest, smartest. Did you meet my girlfriend I was with for a year? This is she was Italian. Stripper? After stripper. After stripper. Okay, no, no. Did you meet? You met stripper Sarah? No, you, I remember this, there was all the stories. Did you meet of, Sasha? Oh no, wait. Maybe I did. G Park came to some of your shows. Did she have blonde hair or brown hair, or was she black or white? She's kind of hot, lean. That's all. That yep. Okay. That would be them. Yeah, yeah. They all sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of a bitch. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, because the Sarah had. Did she have like shorter brown hair or like long blonde hair? I thought it was longer blonde. Oh, so that that's that. That was okay. yeah. And then no. there was. That, 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 but then I, for a year I was with this person I just adored, but didn't connect sexually really. So oh. and but then I was like, you know what? Sex isn't the most important thing, but but it is important. Someone said right. this. They go, if you're not, 
if if you have a sex intimacy issues sex is only 10 percent of a relationship but if you're not having it it becomes like 80 percent. and i was like right true. right i think it's you know and i tried different ways of like interviewing people i mean i did a lot of speed dating you know back when the internet first came out it's like i'm just speed dating mm-hmm. having a lunch a brunch a lunch a coffee and brunch a date's a great day and just like lining up four yeah. or five a day just like let's interview people and it's so if just I give like you a magic interview. wand what would you do is a little it was a little too corporate right but Whatever. i was like i totally get it i was like let's just roll through right. some people and find me especially you know. in new york where there's just such a high volume because it's kind of at this point i kind of know i'm like what especially now i'd be like look are you looking to have kids in the next couple of years what are you looking for in a partner like really sit I interviewed Paul Verzi for something and he goes, you know, anyone that's doing pursuing a creative field, I recommend you sit down with your potential partner and say this. I'm out at night a lot. It's really frustrating. I know right up top you might think it's cool, but really sit and think about if you want to be with someone who will not be there a lot at night and you don't feel like you're necessarily the number one priority. He was like, I knew my wife was the one when she was like, I actually am going to need a while to think about that. He's like, because she actually sat and thought about it. Whereas right, a lot of times right. girls, and I'm sure men too, will be like, oh, no, no, it's fine. I love that. Um, 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 um. Fast and, forward four right. months and they're like, <laughs> and they're which like, makes yeah. sense. I wouldn't want to deal with It's so much... It's, it's it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah, I mean, I but tried, there's ways to do it. It's tricky. I mean, I know with my partner. I had to. We we really had to make an effort to like, okay, uh, you know, Monday night we're gonna yeah. have uh, Netflix night. Totally. Or like maybe I'm gonna go do my gig on the road, but you'll be in the city. I'll come back into the city after my gig, mm-hmm. pick you up, or. You know, sometimes totally he has doable. a business trip. I get, I try to like coordinate a gig. Okay, I'll do some gigs in Hawaii. You'll do your business in Hawaii. Okay. And, one you know. kink would be if you had, one thing that makes it harder, I think, is if you have kids. But then oh, that's doable too. Yeah. Well, I mean, people but, do it. There are people who do it, but I, I can't. Right. It's enough. Right now, I'm just to juggle what we do right. and do the hustle. I feel like, I don't know, adding that. Would be like, yeah, that oh, would be a lot. Because the person I was with also wanted to have a kid. And I was open to it. But I was like, I mean, are you sure you're not going to resent me as someone who's, you know, not going to be around not it. putting, I was like, I'd want, if I have a kid, I want to put the kid first and I can't put something else first right now. So, yeah. and that didn't really go well. So right. we're not together anymore, but right. needless to say, those faggy little guys, that's exactly <laughs> what I would be into. A hundred percent. I like those little, because I had a roommate once, this masculine gay guy, and he would have those guys around. And they're really cute. Like, there's this one Mikey who was re- so girly, and he was always like cooking. He would clean for us. He would get down on his hands and knees and scrub the floor. Wow. I know. Wow. I was just like, and Israel. I mean, my roommate was like, "Yeah, I can do whatever I want to him. He's the best." But right. then, does that motherfucker have an interesting personality? That's the catch twenty two. A lot of times, the people that will let you do whatever you want to them sexually, then in the the personality department can be a little brutal. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't know. It's I've had some people that I'm like so connected to and warm and like best friends. And then it's like, oh, fuck, I know. Do it. Right. Ah. There's a you wall. Know, I, I realize like now I think you got to just like my husband I met on, on, on Gator, which is like, the, I love the, 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 the story the, of how you guys met. You know, it's just like, a and what was his diamond. chat name again? Oh, <laughs> you can't say, it. oh, it's so funny though. But it's I like, you know, it's really funny. Yeah. Splendid Dominator or something, right, you know, right, like some, you know, right. like it was Anglo and, you know, and I'm like, right. okay, well, let's see what this is like right but you know we but it was still like you know uh i'm on my my dad's dial-up in chicago and he's like i'm trying to download like a dick right (laughs) my dad keeps walking in right what are you doing i'm like oh just checking my email right um okay good night dad right (laughs) i remember that too porn on the chat the porn with dial up with porn it's so much commitment just to get a picture right one "Ah." picture oh it's like okay just it's still like ah it's ah buffering buffering Ah, oh, phone call, clacked, right. you know, k- kicked Son it off. Son of a bitch. But uh, yeah, so it was that was kind of, I just said like, let's, okay, sex first and then figure right. it out. Because it's like, I was doing it the other way and it was like, oh no, now I'm making great new friends, but not people I right. want to fuck. I'm right. Like, ah, you know, but I, 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 it's interesting because I know I've gone through the full gamut from being like versatile to being sort of more, I'm like I'm d- top on the stage with bottom, but now, right. now I'm kind of in this whole other realm of like, any all of it that's like, great i can't believe like I, you that's know. great you know it's a process of figuring out what you like and don't like because the first time i was with people that were like super submissive i was like oh do i not do i like this or am i just liking it because my partners are into it i don't know then i was with people that like weren't that kinky and weren't that submissive and i was like oh no i miss that like i miss playing around and i miss doing all this stuff and then so i was like oh no i do like that because i was with a bunch of kinky people like kinky 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 and then i was with someone that was like not and i was like oh i like that like i didn't think i did but then i was like if someone's like 
not into nothing, then I'm like, so, all right. It's funny that sometimes I meet, like, someone on the road, and they'll be like, this one guy I met was, like, into, like, sci-fi superheroes and dominant, sort of hmm. role, this weird, weird role play thing. Hmm. But I was like, oh, I'd never, because I, I don't think about, I mean, I'm not, like, right. I'm right. working on a set. I'm yeah, not thinking yeah. about, okay, how many little things can I combine? Right, but right. Like, okay, well, let's get a little vegan lunch, and then we'll see if we... Right. Oh, this is kind of, oh, That's yeah. fun. You're like, oh. You know, and other times, I'm like, take some muscle guy and throw him down. I'm like, oh, you're going to... Good. Oh, yeah, and, good and he's for like, you. And he's like, oh, he didn't expect, like... Right. He, he was thinking I'd be the submissive agent. Right. And I'm like, no, you're going to... And he was cool with it? Oh, he was all excited. That's great. He Obviously, was, he was cool that Rich didn't rape somebody. Yeah, that didn't matter. <laughs> and he was... And he, and, no, Emma, he wasn't cool with it actually, at all. I'm on actually, a witness protection. I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> a little trouble. You can't go back to Wisconsin. Yeah. Like, so actually, my name is spelled K-I-N. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's three C's and a P in there. There's a P in the beginning. It's a silent. That's great that he... That's great, though. See, I feel like gay men can establish sexual stuff quicker, you know? Yeah, sometimes people... But people put all this... I mean, these people these people my people will Your put people. on their profiles these crazy requirements right. and really specific it's like it's there's more data there than like a motherboard totally like how many different things have to happen till we right so i don't know it's, it's, yeah, it's progress but at the same time you've sort of like everyone's become a swipe a swipe right. and a wipe that's right. all they are it's like oh, i'm yeah, not no. even i'm off to i mean i have no i deleted tinder never got on bumble maybe i don't know I don't yeah. have the energy at the moment. I, I, you know, I, Meeting people is a lot of energy. Yeah, for me, it's also kind of tricky. It's like I could just go onto that or, or onto eBay or mm-hmm. onto Craigslist. Or you just, can meet people on eBay? No, no, but I could just... Oh, oh. Just in terms I was of like, time. hmm, gotta, yeah. <laughs> yeah, slightly used. Lowest, lowest shipping cost. Right. <laughs> it just, just, I can get distracted. I think yeah. like my phone... I mean, I have like a, I have a date book that's in paper, like a calendar, so I can just kind of look at dates and, and schedule things. And I still use my phone and all that other stuff, but sometimes I just having this piece of paper so I'm not constantly being distracted right. by like someone so like this photo. Oh, blah, 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 there's an update from oh so and so opened this email and like oh my god I can't what was I doing what was right I, did I I was scheduling something right I mean, right I get so because there's like twenty different thirty different things happening at the same time on your phone and you're like how do I I don't know well you also totally oh yeah it's with like a dyslexia vortex. how do you even like ADD versus dyslexia like how do you even well I mean it it helps for I mean, now I'm pretty just like engrossed in trying to get uh, different like projects done. And now, because like when you pitch a show, like a TV type show thing, you write a one pager. So like a one pager, I can focus on and get that done. Right. But when, so now my phone though is literally just different apps for like writing stuff out. Right. So I don't even keep the, I don't even keep the, there's no Tinder, Facebook, if I, if I, to my own devices, but Snapchat, which I need to do and I don't. Twitter, I need to do, don't. Instagram, I do, but it's not like, and then there's always some new app where they're like, oh, do this, and you gotta get a following on this, and then, you know, and then I don't I do not do that, and then that's like another thing. You just have but a job to be on media and Each not one even of these things anything. is a very time, it's a, t- it's a real time-consuming task. Right. Like, to cultivate it in a way that would actually really make it like worthwhile you want to do the due diligence with right, it. So right, right. You got to cultivate more than just like one or two right. snaps or whatever vines. Consistency, just that's like the how key. do I keep, you know, oh my God. And I hate Twitter. I don't know why. I just hate it. Right, hate. right. Well, it's like, it's like, I think of it like as the accountant, the comedy accountant's spreadsheet. You've got 140 totally. characters. Fucking make it happen. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. Sometimes I don't, you know, like I have, but I'm also doing it on a different you know, on Facebook. I'm doing I love Facebook. On, you know. Facebook, I love. Because you, you have more freedom, right? It's like, it, and I can understand more who I'm talking to. With Twitter, I'm like, what the who? Where the <laughs> fuck is this going? Right. You know what I mean? And some people do these like five tweet right. things. I'm like, okay, great. So now yeah. you're not even doing <laughs> tweeting. You're doing like a monologue, twonking. right? It's yeah. like, I'm just gonna do it and it and them. Part two tweet. Part four tweet. Right. I'm like, what? Yeah, I couldn't even. I wouldn't even begin. <sighs> nope. No. Can't but I would no. like to get better at Snapchat. Yeah. I mean, people are still sending me, oh my God, I'm on it, but like. Right. Like, oh shit, did I just send that to everyone? You know, right. Like, like, I always think of Snapchat as like just dirty videos. That's what I used to know I, it as I, too. Because people, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was what people do, but I'm just like, okay, hey, so-and-so, welcome right. to, you moved in, or whatever, a friend of mine got a new clinic. So I'm like, hey, congratulations on your clinic. I'm like, oh wait, does everyone see that? Oh, right. I, I Do they? I don't know. I sent it to him, but hmm. does it become a thing that anyone that clicks on me sees the. Yeah, because when I, I got I it, I need a Snapchat tutorial so I know what I'm right. seeing. Right. What's who's seeing? It's like, am I just? Did I just? Did I just? Uh, 
you know, BCC everyone or did right. I you know, reply? Did I just reply all of my Snapchat? Right. Like, like, <laughs> did I just Congrats. Like, okay, thanks, Rich. Well, they, there's also Vine too because there's people that have gotten a big following on right. Vine. Or right. I've got a friend, Robin, now who's like killing it on Periscope. But it's just not, that's not my But it's like, but then if you do Periscope, thing. you have to keep doing it. You right. can't just do she one Periscope and it's not, you're constantly like, oh my God. Like I've seen She's people. constantly Periscope. I've seen people at a club like, I'm like, what are they doing? What's going, oh my God. Like, right. But then people are trying to watch them. Like, okay, but I don't know. Sometimes I just want to like punch people. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. Like, I'm gonna teleport. I'm making a hologram. I'm building right. a food food system hologram right. myself. <laughs> people can eat me while I'm doing it. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, it's a lot. You're really opening up the skyscraper to like crazy. I mean, it's just because Periscope is every single person, you know, real timing their life. But the way Robin's doing it that's going so well, she does all these like characters and she's got like little like segments. She's basically like producing a TV channel all the time. Right. So I've been on there with her and then I'll get some Twitter followers and stuff, but then I don't really keep up with the Twitter followers. But if someone messages me on Facebook, boom, 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 boom. I'm always in yeah. touch. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the way. So we can, okay, we have, we should, we'll have your, uh, EmmaWilliman.com, we'll have your, your oh, yeah. oh, when, at the end of this, we'll have. On the you click on the page and we'll have all the information yes. on how many places Facebook. you can find yeah. her on Facebook, somewhat on Twitter and somewhat right. on Instagram. Hit Intermittently me up on, Twitter. on Snapchat. Twitter can't make any promises, but Facebook <laughs> or Instagram, I gotcha. Hundred and ten percent. I'm there. Right. Doing it. I'm Instagram and Facebook versatile. But uh yes. Twitter curious. <laughs> Snap. Not even I'm I'm totally anti. Twitter's like if I was like a Republican senator, Twitter would be my gay <laughs> nephew. <laughs> Where I'd be like, ah, all right. You know, they're in the family. I'm tolerating it, but I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not supportive. I don't really oh, want to. Oh, did you see, did you see Gays Against Guns in the parade? Did you see the Pride Parade? No, parades? I was, yeah, I was in it. I was you're in the in go yeah, so you, float, so I didn't really get to watch. Yeah, with, but. that's a challenge. So if you're in the parade, you don't see any. Right. So there, like, there were like a thousand of them, Gays Against Guns. Was Mateo in that? I don't know. I mean, there's a million people. Right. So, but they have their big banner that says Gays Against Guns. Oh, that's great. They do a huge mob scene and then they all do a group die-in. So all these wow. bodies just drop. And then... At the gay pride At parade? the pride. They kept doing it every couple blocks. Whoa. And then they had the ghosts of the 49 people that were shot. They're all wearing like white veils. Wow. And they're holding the sign and their names. And oh, that's great. some of them, great. there were a couple that the ghosts are walking together. Wow. And so you see it, you're like, you're fucking balling. Yeah, that's and great. And like, oh. That's great. Yeah. So it, that That's was like the, probably thing. the most, I mean, I only saw the first four or five hours. Of mm-hmm. the, I mean, listen to me. This is progress. I only saw the first four or five. It was like an oh, eight-hour so parade. so long. It, it's so long. I, I actually probably never want to be in it again. No, it, it was really fun, but it's a lot. And then you're like waiting for three hours before you like pull out and then And do it. It's so sometimes you could just watch the parade. Because I literally like the gay men's chorus started marching at 630. The parade started at noon. So Oof. they could have watched the parade right. and set up at 5.30. 6.30 a.m.? 6.30 p.m. No, oh, six, so oh, oh there noon. we go, there we go. So okay. six and a half hours later, they started marching. Wow. So imagine, like, I left. I mean, imagine some, I don't know if everyone stays right. for, till nine o'clock. Right. Till, and then all walks down to the pier and watches the fireworks. Right. But I was like, it's hot. I'm tired. And, you know, and I'm like, let's pace this out. I got, yeah. I got a gig tomorrow. I don't want right. to be like, you know. Yep hung over from lack of you know sun exhaustion right yeah i drank on saturday and then i didn't really budget i still oh right did. i saw your tweet yeah like oh my god i have three shots i have no voice yeah luckily one of them was canceled but that was sunday was also like my busiest night so yeah. it was just really bad timing yeah did you do the dike march as well Mm-mm. no because that's like a whole screaming running down the street thing. yeah i would only do it if it had to do with like entertainment purposes so i right. only did go because i'm doing something with go otherwise i don't really care right 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 <laughs> god bless everybody but right, yeah right, i don't right, really right. no it's like you gotta you gotta figure out it's interesting because i remember when i was a kid i snuck down to chicago oh love that oh the first time i saw it parade, like, i cried it was, it was a beautiful thing i love seeing it yeah back then it was also like this is a fight right there's no like chase bank float with like right. there's no lip balm gay lip balm and gay moisturizer right. products right keels totally samplers. it was like people was just like you know bed sheets with spray paint or handwritten slogans of people fighting and right people getting beaten up yeah and, like, we're afraid we're all gonna get killed or right. 
no one wants their photo taken because they're afraid they're still in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. But like we were doing this sort of trying to build visibility. Now it's like, oh my God, this is like the fucking Macy's parade. Totally. It's a total commodity. But like five times longer. Mm -hmm. Macy's is over in a couple hours. This is like eight, nine hours long. Yeah. They need to start to cap it maybe. Right. Or they should. It's so cool. It is really cool. They should just have like, you know, like a double decker. Right. Oh yeah. (laughs) So that there's two marches happening. They'll have to have like, I don't know. I don't know. Or just go faster. Run. Right. It'll be a, it'll be a sprint. It'll Did you like, see Hillary Clinton? No. Because she popped up at it, and I was like, "What do you mean she popped up?" Well, she only came in for a little bit and left. Right. I think it's also just security wise. Yeah. So you imagine if she's walking the whole thing, people are like, "Okay." True. Take it's her down. Recipe for disaster. Right. But right. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But it was an incredible thing. It was a beautiful, neat thing to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. And go is the is the lesbian. Is it still printed? Yeah, it's still printed. They have a website. They just launched something called Go TV, where they've got three different um, shows on that. So I'm doing a show. I'm going to put that in quotes. Called Unregulated with M. Wilman on that. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, because Go is the the lesbian publication, right? Of New York region, right? Because it's like I don't I don't think like HX used to be the gate. That's gone. I think that's gone. There's yeah. sort of a seasonal next. That's right printed for the i mean i, I was i was it is know. still really fun to hold a hard copy of a magazine and the woman that runs go is awesome uh amy lesser is awesome yeah so yeah. It, it's fun to like get to work with her on something she's really funny she crack. she really cracks me up yeah she's just like a very passionate person you know when someone's like really passionate well to run that, something like that you yeah. gotta like you gotta have the vision and you gotta fucking and be push on it fire. through right yeah, totally because yeah. it's especially a, a hard paper mm-hmm. it's like you got to right. really get that thing out. You got to get advertisements. You got to right. get distribution. You got to get people to hold, you know. Yeah, every, it's a whole thing. Every lesbian outlet or every, you know, bookstore right. has to carry it. If not, it's like it doesn't exist. Right. And I think it's, I don't know. I think it's the only one. I'm, I'm not totally sure. But um, yeah, they've been, and the float was fun. You know, they had like, I think it was like 60 quote unquote lesbians. I don't know how everyone identified. <laughs> but and Robin, I brought, I brought Robin and a straight friend of mine from home who were yeah. both like, is it okay that we're straight? And I'm like, they we're not. They're not going to screen you when you go on the float. It's <laughs> like a no rainbow. Right. One, <laughs> yeah, one get off. Comic. Throw them off the moving van. Heterosexual. Woo, right. woo, woo. Ally. Nah. Right. Robin was like, I slept with a girl once. I was like, you don't have to prove yourself. It's fine. It's totally fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, the sleepaway camp counted. Right. Dark? She was like, I took ecstasy and da 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 And I was like, it's okay. They'll, they'll, let you, they'll let you on. And then she was periscoping. Which was great, getting tons of people involved. But I, I was trying to tell. I was like, Robin's periscoping. She's not just taking selfies the whole time because I was holding the phone for her, and it, it looks like you're taking a selfie. But I was like, No, no, I'm. She's. I'm holding the phone for her. I'm not. You know, taking a selfie for hours on end, like a total asshole. You right, know, right, right, right. Just, just document periscoping. Again. Oh wow, we've already come to the end of our. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so great of having course. you. Uh, for more information on Emma Wilman, you can go to wtypod.com. We'll have everything listed there and also on the yeah. listing. And please give us a great review. Check us out on iTunes and on SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, I'm Rich Campio, and this has been Emma Wilman. Emma Wilman. EmmaComedy.com. Emma Wilman Comedy. Emma, Emma Comedy. Emma Comedy. Oh, that's easier. Yeah. EmmaComedy.com. And we'll have all the information and links on the website. Uh, again, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm Rich Campco. WTYPod.com. It's a comedy journey. <laughs> <laughs>